Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome in to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. Greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive, the site of our draft coverage starting tomorrow on NewOrleansaints.com. But here on this Wednesday, one more time for the Black and Blue Report. Glad you're with us. Glad the sun's out today across the Gulf South. Should be a great weekend, not only for drafting, but also for jazz festing and fight watching and derby participation, the whole nine yards. Uh, man, this this crazy week in sports only gets better and better. The NBA and NHL playoffs in full swing as well. And, uh, oh, by the way, did you see what happened to the Clippers last night? Interestingly enough, the Spurs now lead that series three games to two. I think, uh, oh gosh, I'd have to go back quite a ways. But in each of the playoff series that I can remember under Spurs head coach Greg Popovich, whenever the Spurs have led 3-2 in a postseason series, they've gone on to win all but one time. The only time was, uh, I think, in the NBA Finals against the Miami Heat. Uh, so we're keeping an eye on that. But certainly our focus is the NFL drafts, which uh, now is, depending on when you listen to this podcast, is literally uh, just over 24 hours away. And uh, today on the Black and Blue Report, we're going to share with you some of the thoughts of Mickey Loomis, who held a press conference this morning here just across the hall addressing the um, 2015 draft with the uh, local media. And uh, we'll uh, give you some of that here in just a moment. And as we mentioned, Jazz Fest returning to the um, fairgrounds this weekend. Marcus Hubbard from the Soul Rebels on our program today should be a lot of fun. Here's a draft note for you, okay? Um, because it's not my, it's not my uh, strength to sit here and tell you about each and all the players that are available and their backgrounds and mock drafts and all that kind of stuff. But I, I just will say this. I'll, I'm a keen observer. I'll do my research for our coverage this weekend. But these are the kind of nuggets, though, that uh, intrigue me the most. Since 2012, the New Orleans Saints have had six draft selections in the first three rounds. Six total. That's the fewest amount of any team in the NFL. This year alone, they have five, five picks in the first three rounds. So, <laughs> talk about impact, a chance to do so here, uh, certainly in 2015. We'll take a quick break. Uh, still to come, Soul Rebels, but up next, 
Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Saints, Mickey Loomis. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Rush R40 Tour. New Orleans, this is it. Getty Lee. Alex Lifeson. Neil Peart. Rush. Experience four decades of Rush Live in one night. Friday, May 22nd. Smoothie King Center. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com or by phone. R40 Tour. Don't miss it. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Again, our focus today is on the Saints and the NFL Draft. I can't believe it. Tomorrow's the day. Round one uh, begins in prime time tomorrow night. And so, therefore, as we mentioned, Mickey Loomis, uh, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Saints, held his pre-draft press conference this morning. Now, <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's be real about this. Um, you're not going to gain so much uh, from these uh, teams' pre-draft press conferences. I think it's a it's a great way to learn something, but as far as uh, getting tipped off about anything, look, it's just not going to happen, and that's certainly the case with a, a savvy general manager like Mickey Loomis. Uh, there were, though, some things uh, worth sharing today, uh, some good thoughts, and, uh, and I felt like I learned something a little bit about um, the draft process, um, Mickey Loomis's process and, and, and a couple of things about this upcoming draft. So we'll take this for what it is. And, uh, and with that, we'll now share, uh, let's, let's talk about at least now, uh, as far as the process goes, uh, Mr. Loomis this morning, discussing those last minute preparations and then that process of picking when, uh, it gets hot and heavy. You know, you're constantly gathering information. There's, you know, there's always, Hey, what about this guy back here, and let's get a little more information. Let's look at a few more tapes. Um, obviously, an incident that, that may happen in the last couple of days, you, you referenced it, Kathleen. You know, we've got to pay attention to that. We go through these you know, mock drafts ourselves, um, make estimates of who we might be looking at each one of these picks. And, and uh, so it's just, it, I would call it tweaking <laughs> uh, more than anything else. And then, obviously, you know, we'll make some calls and, see what teams are interested in doing in terms of, you know, moving up, moving back, that sort of thing. And so we, we've still got a lot to do over the next uh, next few hours. My other, my, my other question is you guys often talk about best player available. You know, that kind of is like a vertical, rigid thing. Is there a horizontal aspect of that too where fit has to meet best player available? Well, I, you know, I think I've said this in the past is that what you're hoping for is that uh, when it's time for you to pick, you're going to have two or three options, you know, players with, with light grades. And then you can say, hey, look, let's take the position that we have the most need for with these players here that we, we view as equal talents. Um, you know, that, that's generally, I think, been been the case. Every once in a while, though, there's somebody that just jumps out at a position that you don't have a need for. Um, 
that you feel like you just got to take. You know, we were talking this morning about about Deuce McAllister. You know, the, the, we had Ricky Williams here when when Deuce McAllister was available to us, and he just sat so far ahead of everyone everyone else that we had graded when we took him that we felt like, hey, I know we don't need a running back, but um, let's take him, and, th and that worked out pretty well. Of course, the Saints have nine picks this year. That seems like a lot, and we'll see if nine players are selected and therefore it would be a very large rookie class, uh, or do uh, some of those picks uh, translate into other scenarios. Nonetheless, uh, here, uh, here are Mickey Loomis's thoughts about uh, his hopes for those nine picks this year. Well, we want to hit on all nine picks, really, I mean, eventually. I think it's unrealistic to expect, you know, nine guys to come in and, and – and start the first year. It's probably unrealistic to expect, uh, uh, you know, four or five as, as well. Obviously, what we want to do is we, we want to, uh, you know, select good players that we have a vision for, um, that can contribute early, hopefully. But that's not the whole story. You know, we're going to have to wait two or three years um, down the road before we can make a judgment on how well we did. Now, as I just alluded to, there could be some trade activity. And as far as getting yourself ready for a trade, or at least the, the Loomis philosophy about trading, um, while Mickey Loomis did not share today whether or not he was looking to make a trade or anything like that, th there is a history, and certainly, therefore, there is a thought that goes into setting those draft day trade values. What I will do, um, and what I've been doing the last three days, I just go back over the last 10 years and I look at every trade that happened on draft day. And, and uh, so I, I get a pretty good sense of the history uh, of movement in, in, in these rounds. And, you know, we've got, there's three or four of these point charts, so we go through that too. And so I have a pretty good idea. I'll look at every pick. If we move one pick up, two picks up, three picks up, and same thing going backwards. Um, and so we'll have a real good idea what what has happened, a real good idea of what the perceived value is based on the point charts. And then we've got to make a determination as to, hey, this is what we would do, and this is what we would take if we move back. And, and so I'll have a real good feel for that um, before tomorrow night. Well, of course, there are new people involved in the Saints draft process this year, most notably Jeff Ireland. But Mickey Loomis did talk about all the staff, including Jeff Ireland, and their impact on the 2015 NFL Draft. Yeah, it's been excellent. And, and look, let me just say this. You know, Jeff Ireland and, and Terry Fontenot, our pro director, uh, Dwan Jones, um, and all of our scouting staff have done, a, you know, they do a tremendous amount of work uh, over the course of the last, uh, you know, eight or nine months. And, and uh, obviously it's culminating um, tomorrow night and this weekend. But... You know, I can't say enough good things about uh, about the work that they do and have done. Uh, our coaches as well. They put a lot of time and effort into evaluations and uh, helping us all determine what the right decision is as we get to each one of these picks. So it, it's been a great process. And, and uh, look, we've gained a lot from, from uh, you know, Jeff's perspective, his experience, and, and, and he does have – some different things that, that he does. Um, and we've been able to blend that in with the things that we've done. And, and I, I, really like, uh, I really like where we're at. One of the things that's certainly been in the conversation about this year's draft class, there are some notable players who have had some trouble off the field. Um, and even Shane Ray here in the last couple of days, the uh, defensive standout from the University of Missouri. So obviously this becomes a storyline. These are things that uh, different organizations have different philosophies about. And uh, when 
trouble happens late for a tr- potential draft pick, it, it complicates the process a bit. And Mickey Loomis started off his press conference this morning talking about that very fact. Yeah, I think anything that happens closer to the draft, you get a little more alarmed because um, you're, you're, you know, you're concerned a little bit more about judgment <laughs> um, <clears throat> as much as the incident itself. Uh, you know, the problem is you don't have enough time to, you know, dig into it and, and, and get all the information that you would have if, if something, uh, you know, happened a month ago or two months ago. or So, you know, anything like that, though, is concerning. But any incident, uh, you know, any incident for any of these players is concerning. So there you have it. That's Mickey Loomis here on this Wednesday, the eve of the 2015 NFL Draft. Uh, we'll anxiously await to... The Saints' selections, starting with number thirteen in round number one. Speaking of number thirteen, let's let's uh, let's talk about that pick just for a moment here. It's um, it's ironic, or uh, it's interesting, I should say, that the last three players selected at thirteen have been defensive players, and all of them have had a tremendous impact. Of course, just last year, uh, Aaron Donald of the St. Louis Rams. Not only was selected 13, but ended up being the defensive rookie of the year. Prior to that, another defensive tackle in Sheldon Richardson, he was the rookie of the year in 2013 for the New York Jets. And then, prior to that, defensive tackle Nick Fairley, selected by the St. Louis Rams, certainly has had an impact with over 15 sacks in his career already. And uh, I want to say five forced fumbles in uh, his four seasons. So, <laughs> the last three picks at number 13, all defensive tackles, two of which were defensive rookies of the year. Of course, we'll have plenty of coverage regarding the, the uh, Saints draft. John DeShazer and myself will be anchoring it for NewOrleansSaints.com. We hope you'll join us for that, and again, starting tomorrow night. When we come back, we're going to go a little bit on a lighter note and talk Jazz Fest, which uh, starts up again this weekend. It's the final weekend of Jazz Fest. The weather looks to be phenomenal. And uh, one of the folks performing, or uh, excuse me, one of the groups performing at this year's Jazz Fest is one of our favorites, the Soul Rebels. Marcus Hubbard stops by the Black and Blue Report for the first time. Talk about Jazz Fest and his love for the Saints and the Pelicans. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. 
I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir? I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Well, lo and behold, the weather's going to be fantastic for this weekend. It'll be the second weekend of Jazz Fest, and uh, I think after all the storms and the rain, we're ready for that. And uh, certainly one of our favorite bands is going to be ready to take the stage on Saturday at Jazz Fest, and that, of course, is the Soul Rebels. Marcus Hubbard joins us from the Soul Rebels, and Marcus... I know you're delighted that the weekend is almost here and that the weather's going to be good. This is a big date on your calendar, isn't it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Jazz Fest is like one of our biggest shows of the year, so we're always definitely looking forward to Jazz Fest. Get to play in our hometown and get the love. You know, we're on the road a lot, so when we get to play in front of our hometown, we're always happy to do that. Speaking of hometown, of all the bands that we talk to and we get to see play in our hometown, a uh, few may be more fun than the Soul Rebels, and maybe that's the best way to describe you guys. Fun. Is that fair? Yeah, that's what we try to bring to the crowd. We figure if we having all the fun on the stage, we figure why not have everybody else having fun. That's what we always base our stuff on. That's New Orleans, about having fun and, and you know having a good time. When you leave, you're feeling good and ready for the next day, whatever the week holds for you. So we're definitely happy to make people feel good, and we hope to do it for many more years. I'd say horns and drums lead the way. Is that what makes you guys different than everybody else, your sound? Yeah, uh, it's definitely that's, you know, you have a lot of bands got guitars and stuff like that. So our thing is to try to show people that you don't need any of that. We can do it uh, acoustically with just horns, drums, and we can get that same sound and that same energy of a heavy metal band or any kind of other band. So we're definitely trying to make horns popular again. Yeah, that's what we're used to here in New Orleans too. When you guys travel the world, Marcus, uh, what's the reaction like? What's uh, you know, do you get a different vibe from a crowd that's not from New Orleans? Well, one thing we're lucky it seemed like a lot of people love New Orleans, so that's kind of a uh, when we go different places, we always have a mouse, you know, some love going into it. So it's kind of a easy for us to get over to the crowd, but uh, you know, it's it's you know they love us, man. We like I said, we're trying to have fun, and I figured. If we're having fun, that transfers to the crowd wherever we go. If it's in China, if it's in New York, if it's in England, it doesn't matter. Just as long as we're bringing the energy, we feel like people are real receptive to what we're bringing. Marcus, do I have it right that most all of you guys are from New Orleans? Uh, actually, the whole band is from New Orleans. Uh, just yeah, from high school you know, marching bands we come out of, you know, like everybody knows that New Orleans, it's, Music is a big thing, and, uh, you know, so being in the marching bands and stuff like that, we just figured, man, we, you got to keep it going after you get out of school. So we figured, man, let's try to do this thing, you know, full-time professionally. Most bands, Marcus, when they reach the level that you guys have reached and have played for as long as you guys have played, seem to grab pieces from other spots in the country. So the fact that you all grew up in New Orleans – um, I, that, that seems like it's rare these days, uh, and it seems to serve you all pretty well. Yeah, it's like, it's just a bond that we have. You know, it's good to have some time musicians from different 
parts of the country and stuff in your band, but having a whole group of guys from one area, we just have that pride in New Orleans that we feel like, man, we got to make put New Orleans on the map anytime we get a chance, and we're always pushing New Orleans every chance we get because it's all, you know, home to us, so it's easy for us to have that bond when we're on the road. Marcus Hubbard's with us here on the Black and Blue Report. He plays the trumpet, by the way. Um, that may, that instrument is uh, interpreted so many different ways. Uh, tell me about your style, Marcus. What kind of a trumpet player are you? What kind of a horn blower can you be? Well, I try, my thing is I try to bring power. You know, I'm, I'm a, a power trumpet player. But being from New Orleans, you got Louis Armstrong. He's always going to influence you. People like Wynton Marcellus, they always have influence on me. Miles Davis, Freddie Hubbard. You know, the list goes on. Arturo Sandoval is a guy I love a lot. And, uh, you know, I kind of just mix those, all those guys together into kind of like a gumbo, and that's kind of what brings out of me. Uh, that's kind of what you could say, Mark, that there's a gumbo of all those different guys. <laughs> I love it. What about the set this weekend for Jazz Fest? What do you have in store for us? Uh, we got some special things going on. We have a lot of friends that's in town with us for uh, – the Jazz Fest that we're going to have uh, sitting in with us. But uh, we've been doing a lot of different new stuff on the road, and that's usually where we try to bring it out to our city. You know, we have a lot of songs. I don't want to give out the whole thing to it, but it's going to be real nice, man. This is We're doing something special uh, this year, so we definitely want everybody to come out. I don't want to, You wouldn't want to miss this one. You guys, I, would, no, I don't want to miss this one. You guys have headlined on your own so many times, but – uh, Marcus, at the same time, you guys have added a different layer to uh, the sound of a band that maybe in a different genre. I mean, everybody from Metallica to uh, a hip-hop group to a pop frontliner, um, who have you enjoyed maybe mixing with the most over the years? Well, I like it a lot. Like it. The one thing about the challenge of, uh, when we did the mix with Metallica, that was really something you know we've never really messed with so that was good to have that kind of challenge you know being from the, the uh era that we're in now we're kind of connected to the hip-hop area a lot so you know some of that stuff was great to do it's you know it, all of it has its distinct feeling that you know things that it got out of us so we loved a lot of it and uh like i said the metallica thing was the most uh the thing that kind of brought us out of our element, and we were happy to do that. We always like a challenge, so that was definitely one of our biggest challenges. Marcus, it's, it, it never fails me. Uh, whenever I speak with especially New Orleans area-based musicians, it's interesting. The musicians in some way want to be professional athletes in their next life, and the <laughs> professional athletes want to be musicians, not necessarily yeah. in their next life, but in their yeah. off-season almost. Yeah. Why is yeah, there that connection? Yeah, it's it's just, you know, that, that I guess that entertainment aspect of it, that you always want to try to do something different to entertain. You know, I would love to, if I could have played for the Saints. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't quite as fast enough to play wide receiver, and I wasn't big enough to be on the offensive line. So I had to do this music thing. I, I said, figured I can, I'm doing this in high school and middle school. I might can keep this going. But we always, you know, it's just that, that entertainment aspect that different uh, artists and stuff love to try to do. And it's going in those different genres and different arenas, you know, that's what we like. You know, if I'm playing an instrument and I'm a band, I wonder how would I be entertaining on a basketball court. And the same thing with uh, basketball players and football players. They want to say, man, how would I be if I was singing on a stage or playing drums in a uh, rock band or something? So 
So we always like to, you know, just athletes, we love the challenge of doing different things. So that's kind of what keeps us wanting to do, trying different things. Speaking of sports, Marcus, you're a big fan of the Saints and the Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans obviously coming off of their first playoff appearance in four years. And the Saints this week have the NFL draft. Uh, your Jazz Fest performance comes during a very busy time for both of your teams. Yeah, it's definitely always. I, I know when jazz, uh, the draft is coming, it's usually always during Jazz Fest. But I don't miss the draft. I have my cell phone up. I'm keeping track of it. Uh, you know, I, I, Something about the Saints, man, I, I, I tell my wife this all the time. 11 o'clock come on Sunday, my palms start getting sweaty as if I'm going into the game. So, you know, I've been a diehard Saints fan for years, you know, since the 80s. So, you know, I've always loved them. And the Pelicans, man, I'm so happy we have a, a basketball team here that I can call my home. Back in the past, I used to a lot of times, like, uh, Michael Jordan fans and Isaiah Thomas fans, just play, fans of players. But now I finally got a team that I can root for, you know, because it's I can, you know, Lakers and all of those different teams, they're good and all that, but I can't. I'm New Orleans, so I have to have something New Orleans to root for. So I'm so happy we have the New Orleans Pelicans here and the Saints here. And like I said, I, even though I'll be doing stuff doing Jazz Fest for the draft, I won't miss a minute of it. So who should the Saints take on Thursday night with their first pick there, Marcus? Oh, uh, we definitely I, – I, I, me personally, I would say go defense all three first three picks. You know, they have a lot of guys that's coming out. They have a few little red flags, like uh, what's the guy, Rod Gregory uh, and Peters. I love those two guys. I would definitely, if they're two were available, I would go with them. But uh, if we go offense, I love that wide receiver. Or their uh, uh, Beckham, uh forgot his name, uh, from Missouri. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like him. Yep. So I would definitely go with that. I think we need to go with a big receiver. We have Cooks, you know, fast, quick. You know, we have just brought back Joe Morgan. So, you know, that's, he's pretty good. He'll help us out. And I'm thinking, I'm hoping uh, Nick Toon gets a little time this year. So I think we need that big receiver, like a Randy Moss type that we can throw up and uh, let him go get it. If you were ever to wear a Pelicans jersey on stage, which Pelicans jersey would you wear? Oh, Anthony Davis all day. I love <laughs> Anthony Davis, man. I, I'm loving what he's bringing to the city. You know, he's... Back in the past, I used to love Chris Paul, but Anthony Davis, I'm loving what he's bringing. My son, he's a five-year-old, and he's a diehard Anthony Davis fan, so I would definitely wear Anthony Davis. Plus, I love 23 since I was a Michael Jordan fan. It all fits, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Marcus Hubbard with us from the uh, Soul Rebels. Hey, Marcus, let me ask you one more question before we go. You know, I I love the fact that, uh, that all of you guys are from New Orleans, the fact that you all played musically in school um, and some uh, through a classical path before you, in your case, went off to Southern University. Um, with that being said, is music being stressed enough in New Orleans schools? Is there another generation of guys like yourself, even girls like yourself, uh, to come up and maybe uh, contribute to the, to the music scene, not only in New Orleans but across the country? Yeah, man, that's one thing. When we're on the road, we're trying to promote a lot because, as you can see in schools, they're – starting to cut back budgets and seem like why I don't understand why music is always the first thing to go seem like, man. Like I tell people for a lot for us, music, man, kept us out of a lot of trouble. You know, it, it kept us, you know, it's got us in the school. I was able to pay for college through music. You know, I wasn't an athlete and I wasn't 
my academic scores weren't all that high, but I was still able to get a full scholarship just doing music. And in music, it, they, I don't know if people understand how much it teaches you. It's, it teaches you a lot of discipline. It helps you with math, you know, and it's that music is a universal language. It gives people, you know, no matter what part of the country you're from, you can communicate with someone on the other side of the world musically because music is a universal language. So, you know, I don't understand why they're doing those cuts and stuff, and I hope that they definitely change their mind on that. Somebody find, uh, sees the importance of keeping music in the schools. I see a lot of bands in the city now, you know, young bands, they're coming up, so I'm happy to see that there's a lot of youngsters still into it. But I think the schools need to do a lot more to try to promote music. I think it would definitely help in the long run uh, keeping kids motivated to stay in school. Well said, Marcus. Uh, I really enjoyed our visit. I hope that you enjoy the NFL draft uh, first and then uh, your big day at the Jazz Fest on Saturday, May 2nd. Uh, congratulations yeah. with that and uh, continued success, Marcus. Oh, thank you very much, man. I hope the Saints and Pelicans and Soul Rebels in New Orleans keep it going, man. No doubt. That's Marcus Hubbard, of course, from the Soul Rebels. And we'll continue on the Black and Blue Report right after this. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Slipknot. Prepare for Hell Tour. April 30th, Vault's Fear Music and Champion Square, presented by Bud Light. With special guest, Hate Breed. Tickets are on sale now. Online at LiveNation.com or call 1-800-745-3000. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun, interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. We do have one basketball note here on this Wednesday. Tonight is the final Monty Williams radio show on WWL-FM. Normally that show is on Thursdays at 8 Central because of the NFL draft. It is this evening on WWL-FM. That's 105.3 in the New Orleans metropolitan area. Uh, 8 Central again for the start of that. Uh, that'll be really your only chance to digest that uh, interview tonight, an extensive one with Monty Williams to wrap up the season because there's no black and blue report tomorrow or Friday due to the NFL draft. So we hope that you'll catch that. Um, we may sprinkle in uh, next week or have um, other ways of catching some of that Monty Williams interview on pelicans.com. We'll certainly keep you posted on that. And the best way for us to keep you posted is uh, via Twitter. Uh, Daniel Sallerson, of course, mans the Twitter at Black Blue Report or his own 
Twitter handle, at Daniel Salerson. D. Salerson. I, I get that wrong every time. Sorry, Daniel. I'm used to saying at John DeShazer, his full name. Uh, but at D. Salerson. And then, of course, um, I'll try and do a better job of keeping you posted at Sean Kelly Live. Uh, again, no Black and Blue Report tomorrow or Friday. The coverage that you'll be looking for is uh, going to be live on NewOrleansSaints.com. There's a ton of draft uh, material already up on the website, videos of players uh, that are possible uh, draft selections, not just for the Saints, but for all the NFL teams. Uh, there's just a ton of stuff. And then next week when we return, we'll, of course, recap the uh, draft free agent process for the Saints and um, certainly maybe have a highlight or two from the Super Boil that uh, the Saints are holding, holding for their season ticket holders here on Airline Drive Saturday afternoon. Our thanks to Marcus Hubbard from the Soul Rebels, uh, hoping they have a great, great gig at Jazz Fest. Hope you all have a great weekend, too. And, uh, of course, to Mickey Loomis as well. And we wish uh, Mickey and his staff all the best this weekend in uh, adding to their football team. For Daniel Salerson, I'm Sean Kelly. We'll see you online at NewOrleansSaints.com all throughout the weekend. Otherwise, right back here from Studio B on Monday for the next edition of the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. We'll be right back.